My name is Jason Allen, and you're listening to Reclamation Worship, the podcast devoted to reclaiming a biblical view of worship for the church. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Reclamation Worship. Today, we are looking at J.C. Ryle's Thoughts for Young Men. My plan is to wrap up this book with next week's reading. This week, though, we are looking at prayer. So for another thing, Ryle says, resolve that wherever you are, you will pray. If you have not been following along, you can visit reclamationworship.com and find the previous episodes from Ryle's Thoughts for Young Men. You'll also see the other interviews that I've posted there at Reclamation Worship. Find them also at iTunes. You can subscribe, rate, and review, and I would greatly appreciate that. All right, well, let's head on over to the reading. For another thing, resolve that wherever you are, you will pray. Prayer is the life breath of a man's soul. Without it, we may have a name to live and be counted Christians, but we are dead in the sight of God. The feeling that we must cry to God for mercy and peace is a mark of grace, and the habit of spreading before Him our soul's wants is an evidence that we have the spirit of adoption. And prayer is the appointed way to obtain the relief of our spiritual necessities. It opens the treasury and sets the fountain flowing. If we have not, it is because we ask not. Prayer is the way to procure the outpouring of the Spirit upon our hearts. Jesus has promised the Holy Ghost, the Comforter. He is ready to come down with all His precious gifts, renewing, sanctifying, purifying, strengthening, cheering, encouraging, enlightening, teaching, directing, guiding into all truth. But then he waits to be entreated. And here it is, I say it with sorrow, here it is that men fall short so miserably. Few indeed are to be found who pray, many who go down on their knees and say a form perhaps, but few who pray, few who cry unto God, few who call upon the Lord, Few who seek as if they wanted to find. Few who knock as if they hungered and thirsted. Few who wrestle. Few who strive with God earnestly for an answer. Few who give Him no rest. Few who continue in prayer. Few who watch unto prayer. Few who pray always without ceasing and faint not. Yes, few pray. It is just one of the things assumed as a matter of course, but seldom practiced a thing which is everybody's business, but in fact, hardly anybody performs. Young men, believe me, if your soul is to be saved, you must pray. God has no dumb children. If you are to resist the world, the flesh, and the devil, 1 John 2.16, you must pray. It is in vain to look for strength in the hour of trial if it has not been sought for. You may be thrown with those who never do it. You may have to sleep in the same room with someone who never asks anything of God. Still, mark my words, you must pray. I can quite believe you find great difficulties about it. Difficulties about opportunities and seasons and places. I dare not lay down two positive rules on such points as these. I leave them to your own conscience. You must be guided by circumstances. Our Lord Jesus Christ prayed on a mountain. Isaac prayed in the fields. 
Hezekiah turned his face to the wall as he lay upon his bed. Daniel prayed by the riverside. Peter the apostle on the housetop. I have heard of young men praying in stables and haylofts. All that I contend for is this. You must know what it is to enter into thy closet. Matthew 6.6 There must be stated times when you must speak to God face to face. You must every day have your seasons for prayer. You must pray. Without this, all advice and counsel is useless. This is that piece of spiritual armor which Paul names last in his catalog in Ephesians 6, but it is in truth first in value and importance. This is that meat which you must daily eat if you would travel safely through the wilderness of this life. It is only in the strength of this that you will get onward towards the mount of God. I have heard it said that the needle grinders of Sheffield sometimes wear a magnetic mouthpiece at their work, which catches all the fine dust that flies around them, prevents it entering their lungs, and so saves their lives. Prayer is the mouthpiece that you must wear continually, or else you will never work on uninjured by the unhealthy atmosphere of this sinful world. You must pray. Young men, be assured of this. No time is so well spent as that which a young man spends upon his knees. Make time for this, whatever your employment may be. Think of David, king of Israel. What does he say? Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. Psalm 55:17. Think of Daniel. He had all the business of a kingdom on his hands, yet he prayed three times a day. See there the secret of his safety in wicked Babylon. Think of Solomon. He begins his reign with prayer for help and assistance, and hence his wonderful prosperity. Think of Nehemiah. He could find time to pray to the God of heaven, even when standing in the presence of his master, Artaxerxes. Think of the example these godly men have left you, and go and do likewise. Oh, that the Lord may give you all the spirit of grace and supplication. Wilt thou not from this time cry unto me? My Father, thou art the guide of my youth. Jeremiah 3, 4 Gladly would I consent that all this address should be forgotten, if only this doctrine of the importance of prayer might be impressed on your hearts. Well, that was incredibly convicting. I am grateful for Ryle's thoughts and how he drills down to the heart of the matter and uh, grateful that um, we have resources like this for the church. I will be listing some questions and thoughts to go along with this reading. You can find those at reclamationworship.com in the show notes. If you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, I'd love to hear from you. You can reach me at reclamationworship.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Reclamation Worship, Facebook at Reclamation Worship, and Twitter at Reclamation HQ. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria. <laughs>